0: What is your ringtone? Actually, not your phone's ringtone, but your ringtone. What do people hear from you when they hear of you? What rings out of your life? He's the pun master. She's a cheese connoisseur. He's always up for a four-wheel drive. She's the gardener. What do people hear when they hear of you? And... How do you change your ringtone? How do you change what your entire life is about? Can you change it? Today, we see Paul thanking God for a ringtone change. What people hear about the Thessalonians has changed completely. And it's not caused by them either. It's caused by God The big idea of today's passage is gospel fruit from God's power rings out change. Or in other words, God-powered gospel fruit changes your ringtone. I hope you can see that in the text today, as Paul carefully and logically explains his argument in this letter. And a letter must have an author... And a receiver, which is what we see in verse 1. So let's start by getting some context. Verse 1. Paul, Silas and Timothy to the church of the Thessalonians in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul was the first Christian missionary. He travelled all around the Roman Empire telling people the gospel the good news about the risen Jesus. Here he has two of his co-workers, Silas and Timothy. The letter is sent to the church of the Thessalonians. We hear about this church in Acts 17, which Al read out for us. Paul spends a short amount of time, some months, in a place called Thessalonica, telling the people about Jesus, A small house church is set up, but there are riots and severe persecution. So the missionaries have to flee. Not a good start for the church. Just imagine it. You've just heard Paul. He brings this new teaching about a man who's come back from the dead. Paul says Jesus saves you from God's wrath. Then people from another town come. They want to kill this Paul for disturbing the peace. And so Paul flees. What would you do? No wonder Paul is worried. He's worried the Thessalonians have given up. That their trust in God was short-lived. When suffering came, they would fall away. So Paul sends his friend Timothy to check in with the young church. You see this in chapter 2. Paul was afraid, but Timothy comes back with good news about your faith and love. Paul is overjoyed, overflowing with thankfulness for the Thessalonian church. Despite persecution, they have not given up on Jesus, and Jesus has not given up on them, too. It's easy to skim over the end of verse 1, but it's amazing. (laughs) The Thessalonians in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. They are in God, connected to Him. Suffering has not separated them from God's family. Paul leaving has not separated them from God's family. So, yes, they might be living in Thessalonica, but their true identity is in God. Same with us. You might be living in Dubbo, but your true identity is in God. And then Paul launches into a wonderful thanksgiving that takes us to the end of the chapter. Point one, Paul starts by thanking God for gospel fruit in the Thessalonian church. You can see it in verse two. We always thank God for all of you and continually mention you in our prayers. We remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. The gospel has clearly made an impact on the Thessalonians. There's three cause and effects, and we can go through each of them. Work produced by faith. Faith is basically trust. For Christians, it's trusting God's promises, especially his promise of salvation in Jesus. And this trust leads to selfless work for others' good. I trust in God's salvation, so I work for the good of others. Labor prompted by love. This love could either be God's love for the Thessalonians, the Thessalonians' love for God, or the Thessalonians' love for each other. It could be a mix of all three. And all this love leads to sacrificing time and energy for others. Labor prompted by love. And endurance inspired by hope. There's no point for work and laboring hard if you don't persist in it. I remember one particular holiday house, my family took on a 2,000-piece puzzle on a weekend trip and on a sunny weekend trip. We didn't persist in it. And there's no point persisting if in the end everything's hopeless anyway. I'd like to imagine... There was a missing piece of the puzzle anyway. So pointless. No hope. But the Thessalonians endured in their work and labor because they had hope. They had the guaranteed hope of Jesus' salvation. So they endured in their efforts to work hard for each other's good. Three cause and effects. Paul is saying the Thessalonians not only have faith, hope, faith, love and hope, but it bubbles out in work, labour and endurance. Which is interesting because you might think that faith, hope and love are abstract themes, not practical. Paul seems to say they make a clear physical difference in the Thessalonians' lives working hard, enduring, because of their faith, love and hope. And where do the Thessalonians find this faith, love and hope? In the gospel, the good news about Jesus. They hear of the trustworthy, the faithful God and his love with the certain hope of his salvation. Paul says, Not only do the Thessalonians believe the gospel, the gospel makes a practical difference in their lives. It bears gospel fruit. You might want to keep a lookout for these three themes of faith, love, and hope throughout this letter. It's all throughout Paul's letters. Faith, love, and hope. Because it's a summary of the Christian life. Faith in God love for others, hope in Jesus. And here, Paul is so thankful for the Thessalonians. He sees that fruit in their lives, actively working, laboring, enduring because of their faith, love and hope. I want to encourage you too, church at nine, for the ways I've seen your faith working your faith working, your love laboring, and your hope enduring. Even in the nine months I've been here, this congregation I've only visited once before, but I still remember your warm welcome. You crossing boundaries to make friends with people outside your comfort zone. The gospel is bearing fruit here. Keep it up. Endure. In the guaranteed hope of Jesus' salvation. But Paul isn't just thanking God for their gospel fruit. Verse 4 shows us a connector. 4. Paul is building his logic. Point two Paul thanks God for gospel fruit because it is from God's power. This comes up again and again in verse 4 to 6. And he has two reasons he knows the gospel fruit is from God's power. First, it shows God's loving choice. Verse 4. For we know, brothers and sisters, loved by God, that he has chosen you. It wasn't like the Thessalonians said, we're going to start working, laboring, and enduring. In love, God chose them to do these things. By God's grace, undeserved kindness. Not because the Thessalonians are anything special. God's loving choice. Second, it is empowered by God, the Holy Spirit. Verse 5. Because our gospel came to you, not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit and deep conviction. When Paul says the word gospel, he means the good news about Jesus' life, death, and rising again. Paul came to the Thessalonians preaching this message. But when Paul spoke the gospel, the Thessalonians heard God speaking. Through the Holy Spirit, God spoke to the Thessalonians. So it's God's power at work. In their gospel fruit. Paul repeats this idea in chapter 2, verse 13. Two thirteen, When you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as a human word, but as it actually is, the word of God, which is indeed at work in you who believe. God's powerful word at work. In the Thessalonians' lives. And it makes sense if it is the Word of God that it comes with power and deep conviction, as in the rest of verse 5. If you're hearing God speak, you know it is powerful. God's words created the whole universe and sustains it, His Word created and sustains you. If you are hearing God speak, you are deeply convicted it is true. God cannot lie. The Holy Spirit has another role here that shows God's power. Look at verse 6. You welcomed the message in the midst of severe sufferings with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives the Thessalonians joy. My sister once gave me a present of undies that were too small. That did not give me joy. But here, the Thessalonians are given joy by the Holy Spirit. Joy that can withstand intense suffering. Joy that shows God's power. So gospel fruit is empowered by the Holy Spirit. He brings God's word. He brings joy. When you rejoice in God's love, that is a gift from the Holy Spirit. When you are wowed that Jesus saves you, that is a gift from the Holy Spirit. These simple, joyful truths that you accept, they show God's power in your life. He is at work in you. When you hear God speak in the Bible, that is the Holy Spirit at work. When you're convinced the Bible is true and you, you change, God at work in you. Thank God for this miracle. He is not a distant God. He is intimately at work in your life, bringing his word and his joy. If you're looking into Christianity, where does your joy come from? And your desire to selflessly serve others? All humans want to be selfless. We all want to love better and live better, have more joy. But only God can sustain your selflessness and joy. Trust him, accept his salvation. His power will work in you to bear sustainable fruit of lasting joy and selfless service. Just like In the Thessalonians. So the gospel fruit in the Thessalonians is from God's power. He lovingly chose them. His Spirit brings God's word and joy. That's why Paul is giving thanks. It's not the Thessalonians, but to God he gives thanks. God is the one who works in their lives, God is the one who works in your lives. The gospel fruit is God's fruit in their lives. Paul doesn't just leave it there, though. He has another connector in verse 7. And so, to our final point, this God-powered gospel fruit rings out change. Look at it with me in verse 7 to 10. Listen out for how many times Paul talks about their change being heard, known, or modelled. Verse 7. And so you became a model for all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. The Lord's message rang out from you. Not only in Macedonia and Achaia. Your faith in God has become known everywhere. Therefore, we do not need to say anything about it. For they themselves report what kind of reception you gave us. They tell five times. The Thessalonian transformation is the talk of the town, the district, the region, everywhere. But notice in verse 8, Paul directly links it back to God. The Lord's message rang out. Another reminder that the gospel fruit is from God's power. It's the Lord's message. It's not the Thessalonians' power. It's God's power that's becoming known. It is the Lord's message. People are talking about the Thessalonians not because they're amazing. It's because God is amazing. It's his power. And what is this Lord's message in their life? What is being passed around? Well, it's how they have changed their total transformation caused by the gospel. From the end of verse 9. They tell how you turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus who rescues us from the coming wrath. The transformation is captured in three words. Turn, serve, and wait. They turned. No second thoughts. The Thessalonians do a complete 180. They were living for idols, serving and waiting on them. But they have turned completely around. It's not like the true and living God is an add-on to their idols. Or they just ignore the idols in the background and put God in the middle. The idols are completely out of the picture. They are behind them. And the second word, to serve. The Thessalonians don't go from serving idols to serving nothing Then they'd just be serving themselves, which is a very dangerous idol. They turned from idols to serve the true and living God. Paul deliberately shows the differences between the idols and the true and living God. Idols are dead, God is living. Idols are lies, God is true. Idols are many. God is one. But that's not the end. The Thessalonians also wait. However hard they work to serve God, they will never be complete. They will never be perfect on this earth. So they wait. Wait for Jesus to return, who will make everything perfect. Completely perfect. But while they wait, they serve. They both go together. The gospel has a future element. It's not just Jesus' death and resurrection that happened in the past. It's the knowledge that Jesus, because he came back from the dead, will come again. Jesus will come and rescue us from God's judgment. Jesus' second coming is another theme throughout Thessalonians. In every chapter, his return. So you might like to keep an eye out on it. It's here at the end of verse 10. Wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead. Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath. The Thessalonians turn, serve, and wait because they trust in God's salvation. All throughout the Old Testament, God's salvation is the kickstarter for the service of God's people. Same here. The Thessalonians received the gospel. God saves. So they turned, serve, and wait. In Australia, it's hard to picture this idol's language, turning from physical idols. But... I grew up in Japan, as I was telling Al, and I saw it every day. Millions of people in Japan serve and bow to idols. As I walked to school, I'd see them on the side of the road. Little rock statues and grandparents would knit beanies for the statues and give little fruit salads and bowls of rice And they'd actually look pretty cute, you know, colourful beanies. But it's actually very sad because many Japanese people believe these rocks are gods that will save them. It's heart-wrenching to read the prayers that people write out at the temple to these false gods. What does God say in 1 Thessalonians? Only Jesus can rescue from the coming wrath. Only God is true and living. In Japanese churches, you see this transformation. People turning from these idols to serve the true and living God. Working hard to care for each other because of their faith, love and hope. Serving food to each other, not to rocks. Waiting not for rocks to answer prayers, but for Jesus who saves. He has risen and will come again. Can you see how this transformation would ring out? Imagine a conversation in the burbs of Thessalonica. My friend isn't joining us at the temple. He goes to church and serves the true and living God. He's waiting for Jesus who came back from the dead. What's happened to him? Everyone has heard of this miraculous transformation. And don't miss in these verses how much God is involved in this change. They turn to God. Serve the true and living God. Wait for his son from heaven whom he raised from the dead. Jesus who rescues us. Just like the gospel fruit of verse 3, their gospel transformation is also from God's power. People are talking about the Thessalonians, not because they're amazing, but because God is. If you have heard the gospel and trust in Jesus, that is the same for you. You've changed. That's not because you're amazing. God is. Gospel fruit in your life is God at work. Anything Christian that you do is God at work. So look at each other. Be amazed at God's power ringing out in your Christian brothers and sisters. You see, there are still idols in this world. Things humans serve instead of serving God. When you turned from these idols, that was God at work. You turned from the idol of work and study. They are no longer number one in your life. Your hope is in Jesus. That's God at work. You turned from the idol of relationships and popularity. You no longer serve yourself. You put Jesus as number one in your life. That's God's power at work in your life. You turned from the idol of comfort, pride, self. You no longer serve yourself. You serve Jesus as number one. That's God's power at work in you. And when God is at work, people notice God's power in your life rings out change. When you persevered in praying for rain, trusting God the creator. When you used your words to love. When you sacrificed your time and energy to care for others. When you felt deep joy despite terrible suffering. This is all God's amazing work. And it rings out. People notice. If you're investigating Jesus here today, have you noticed something different in your Christian friends? Hints of selflessness, kindness, joy despite suffering. Not idolising work or popularity. Let me tell you, your friends are not that amazing. They're not I'm not. It's the gospel that's amazing. God doesn't choose good people. Selfless, kind, joyful people. He chooses people and transforms them through his power, his gospel. Just like with the Thessalonians. He chooses people and they become more and more selfless, kind, joyful. God's power bears fruit in their lives. So you don't need to be good to turn to the true and living God. All you need is to trust that Jesus saves. He will transform you. He will help you rejoice As you serve God and wait for Jesus. Nothing compares to the joy and service of the Christian life. Will today be the day you turn and serve God? Trust and wait for his salvation in Jesus. So we've seen how Paul is so thankful for the Thessalonians. He sees their gospel fruit from God's power ringing out change. If you write notes, can you underline God's power? I know it's the title, but just to be super clear. Because that's Paul's main point here. Gospel fruit is from God's power. It rings out change of God's power. Your life too rings out God's power. What is your ringtone? If you believe the gospel, God is already changing it. Just by being here, encouraging others, serving others, you are ringing out God's powerful change in your life. I need to keep remembering this. God-powered gospel fruit, I have turned I do serve the living and true God. I do wait for Jesus, my salvation. That is God's amazing power, and it will ring out. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, true and living God, you are so powerful. Thank you for what we learnt from 1 Thessalonians today. You work in us, producing gospel fruit. Help us to persevere in our service. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that gives us joy and confidence in your word. Thank you that when we turned from idols to serve you, it is your amazingness that rings out. Help us ring out more and more as we continue to serve and wait for your son. Help us to persevere till the end, knowing the guaranteed hope of Jesus' salvation. In his name we pray. Amen.